There's a reason Bowling Green State University is ranked number one in Ohio for student experience. Our in-demand degrees and life design program prepares students for their first career and their next. With an unparalleled support system at a national research university, BGSU offers an unrivaled experience, all on a vibrant campus in one of America's best college towns. It's also why Bowling Green State University is the number one school in the Midwest that students would choose again for the fourth year in a row. The following has been brought to you by SJP World Media. From ghosts to UFOs, are these figments of our psyche, or is there more to this world than we realise? My name is Benny Mac, and this is Paranormal Junkie. Welcome to Paranormal Junkie. I am, of course, Benny Mac. In today's episode, you join me and Sai having a very candid conversation about the paranormal. And we both share some personal stories. You will join us mid-conversation. Hope you enjoy it. So yeah, I'm like you, I've got opinions. But again, radio for me is theatre of the mind. Is one of my uh, one of the guys I used to look up to, uh, American uh, host called Art Bell. Uh, he died back a fair few more than a few years ago now, but he almost became like the. This was back during the AM radio days in the states uh, for digital and all that. He's from his house. He syndicated a show all across America, and that's insane to think because America is a big country. But he. He apparently started off in like the political side of things. He would cover political events. And then he started doing more paranormal stuff. Um, yeah, that's probably where I recognize the name from then. I think they spoke likely, about yeah. this guy on maybe Talk is Jericho. Maybe I yes, think they, they spoke did, when, yes. when he died. I think that's they spoke right. about him. That's right. Yeah, they had a couple of. Yeah, I heard that episode. Um, it's a great episode. But um, I discovered him probably 10 years prior before he passed away. But by then, he'd been doing it since, like, 95, 94, maybe, even 93, I don't know. And I found some old shows, but all the only ones I could find were stuff like he... So his show used to be called Coast to Coast, but the only show I could find that I could listen to over here in the UK was uh, Ghost to Ghost, and he used to have people ring in and tell ghost stories. Now, some of them you go, yeah, whatever, but some of the people that tell the story so well, either they're very good storytellers or they believe what they saw or experienced, Mm -hmm. Um, and it's just a fascinating, as you all know, for me, paranormal is quite a fascinating. I don't know. I'm on the fence with it, but it fascinates me because I don't know whether it's psychological, whether there's more to it. I have no idea. That's a different podcast. Maybe it's not. I don't know. Maybe we do that for nothing to show. We do a Halloween special or something. I have no idea. But um, yeah, I mean, I, 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 it's one of those things where I want to believe that sort of stuff. You know, I want it to be real. Same as UFOs and all that sort of stuff. I want it to be real, but I. I suppose I'm quite sceptical, maybe. I, I will try and think of any excuse or any other possibility no, as yeah. to what that is. And if you eliminate all of those and you're left with, okay, it was a ghost of some sort, then I'm okay because you've eliminated all the other options. No, of Do you course. know what I mean? It's yeah, I don't no, want to no, rubbish no. people's mindsets. I mean, my mum has seen a few things and I've got no reason in 
in any way, shape or form to ever doubt anything my mum says. Yeah. You know? So when my mum talks about it and the way she talks about it, I think to myself, well, that's legit. That has to, you know, because my mum wouldn't just spin yeah. yarn for the sake of it, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've, I've watched many shows and there will be moments where I go, nice nah, talking shit or whatever but i it takes a lot for me to be convinced um but i Mm. think it's a good psychological study i guess is one way of looking at it because i'll tell it another time but uh like you know i I have done one ghost hunt in my life and again you've got to be very skeptical and very in the situation we're in every little bump knock crack whatever you might go oh there's a ghost but there's people on tv that i've seen mate that have gone somebody's seen something in the sky for argument's sake these could be drones man you know that would be my first thing Mm. there's a lot of drones around these days you mean in reference to like ufos you mean yeah 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 of course or yeah 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 because obviously you can get drones you privately own drones now up to a certain size you can fly it without a license and now you have to have a license for big you know big ones for people that use it for filming and stuff so with regards to that as well mind <laughs> and again i don't want to belittle anyone anyone's thought process or beliefs or anything like that yeah. but isn't it funny how when people talk about seeing these ufos or they've been abducted that's a, they get these stories about people being abducted and experiments done on them and all that sort of stuff yeah. it's never a high profile lawyer in manhattan it's never a, <laughs> you know, business partner, a respectable businessman or anything like that. Yeah. It's some um, gap-toothed country hick in the southern states who's probably married to his own sister, Whoa. wearing dungarees, who's been <laughs> guzzling moonshine for the last three months. And, oh, yeah, they picked me up and they stuck this bloody probe in my ass. And it, it's like, really? Do you know what I mean? It's... It, Sometimes you're going people... very you're, you're very stere- you're going very stereotypical there but i know what you mean yes yeah but I mean, sometimes the people who tell the stories don't help themselves you know no no i get that's what i mean i'm not one that there is a tv show where i watched and the guy's like as soon as you saw this person goes i saw this thing and it looked weird and blah 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 they explain it to these people and the other two are like okay that well that could be this and that could be this guy's no it's the government it's a conspiracy theory it's the illuminati and he like straightly <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like dude fuck off man no if you're going to approach this subject in any subject in life you need to be like right let's eliminate the things it could be and if we've let's eliminated all with. those things and see what we're left with which is yeah. where i'm at as well so yeah well this this nothing the show has gone off the rails really i don't know i don't know that's the point i guess um but yeah, man, I mean, it's you know, go on. The what the one that my mum told um, is it's kind of freaky to be fair. Where my I? I don't know if I've ever spoke about it to you before, Benny, but it's where my nan lived in Gloucester. She's got a driveway and there's room for a couple of cars there. Yeah. But my mum would always there's like a the turning before my nan's house is a little cul-de-sac, like a little dead end. Yeah, yeah. And my nan's mate lived in this cul-de-sac. And she had a driveway as well, but nobody parked on it. She didn't have a car. She's a very old lady and all this sort of stuff. So my mum would drive into the cul-de-sac, park her car outside this woman's house, and then walk to my nan's in case other people wanted to use the driveway and, and so on. And the little old lady would always be sat in the window knitting where her TV was and her armchair was. You could see her in the window in the front room. And she'd always wave at my mum and my mum would wave back and all this sort of stuff. I remember being a very little kid going around there and this little old lady waving to us and all that sort of stuff. Now, 
the, again, I'm, I'm going to sort of paraphrase this, but the way my mum explains it is, for quite a while, there was the lady, she didn't see her. She popped round to my nan's, it used to be twice a week, and then sort of went to once a week for a while and so on, but each time she used to see her. But then for a long period, she didn't see her. And then the one occasion she turned up, the woman was back in the window, and there was a man stood next to her. Um, sort of, I don't know, in, in his 20s, my mum said, quite a big fella. Okay. Uh, and he was, having a, he was having a cup of tea just looking out the window. And the little old lady was sat doing her knitting in the in the window again. And my mum was like, oh, I haven't seen her for ages. So she waved. And the, the, the lady didn't respond. But the fella kind of waved back a bit sheepishly, like, oh, yeah, hello. Like, and who then are my you mum went, in went into my nan's. And she went in. She was, you know, said hello to, to my nan and said, oh, I saw, I, I don't know the lady's name because, again, I was, yeah, I was okay. very, very young. Yeah. But she said, oh, you know, I saw doris or whatever today and not seen her for a good few months and there was a man in the window and he, he waved back but he looked a bit weird because he has, i don't know who he is i've not seen him before and my mum basically my, my nan basically turned around and said sue which is my mum's name said, doris died three months ago wow three months so that's why she hadn't seen her, this lady for ages and it turns out that the person in the window was the new owner of the house so my mum's parked in front of this person's house, seen the old lady, waved. This bloke's waved back like, who the bloody hell is this crazy woman waving to me getting out of that car? Yeah. But the, the, the little old lady who used to do her knitting at the window that my mum swears blind hands down was there, sat there doing her knitting and so on, <clears throat> um, she'd been dead for months. See, man, like over the years I've listened to so many stories and yours is like almost like a i'm not gonna say stereotypical but it, it is almost because that's that's in, so for three months so she hadn't seen her for a while so she hadn't seen her for what three yeah. months two months or I, I don't know the exact time frame yeah okay. she, was, she was still parking and again like i said she used to go around to my nan's on on set days in the week and she would park in the same place wow um and always wave at the lady lady would always wave back because she recognized her as being my nan's daughter her her friend's daughter my mum and then she didn't see her for yonks. Never thought to mention it. Then when she did see her, she was like, oh, yeah, I, I saw such and such. I haven't seen her for a while. And my nan was like, well, she's been dead for months. So that's why she hasn't seen her for so long. And then the guy in the window waving back was the new owner of the house that this lady had oh, passed wow, away okay. So, yeah. Did she tell the fella that what she saw? Or did I don't she not? think so. Oh, wow. Because how do you explain that to somebody, man? Yeah. Oh, by the way, when you were waving at me with a cup of tea the other day, there was a there was a dead lass in your house. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> well, yeah, but man, imagine talking to him a week later and going, "Yeah, uh, I waved the other day." And he's like, probably like, "Yeah, I remember." And then like, but did, did you see the old lady in your house? He's like, and then if he said what, and then you'd be like, "Okay, fine." But imagine if he not long after turned around after she waved, and you know after your mum's gone. He turns around and sees this woman sat in that chair, and he like chokes on his freaking tea or something. You know, that'd be what the mm. fuck is going on? There, yeah. that, honestly, mate. That that story uh, again. Uh, like I said, I, ever since I was a kid, it's always fascinated me. So, but um, yeah, I've heard so many stories that are similar. Or we've had um, one I heard was really uh, it was quite a sweet story, really. But the guy used to a young lad and his dad used to do like a paper round, and this was in the states. I can't remember where. Um, and he always used to pet the dog in the little, you know, like where you have like a, you have like a, it was an extension where you have you like a, where you go through the door and you might put your milk in there or the paper there and the actual door um, to the house. Little, what, going out the front of the house, you mean? Like yeah, a porch yeah. Like a por- yeah, porch. There you go. That's the word yeah, I was okay. looking for. Yeah. Um, 
And the dog always used to be sort of led there, and he, he was a friendly dog, little like uh, I say, little big German sort of shepherd type thing. And uh, apparently, this lad would always say hello to the dog and stroke it, put the paper down, and leave. And like your story, a couple of weeks went by, and he didn't see the dog. And about two weeks later, they're delivering a paper. This time, the owner happened to be. He saw them and waited for them until you know he could hand in the paper. And the lad said, "Oh, oh, where's your dog? Where's I can't remember the dog's name because where's your dog?" And he goes, "Oh, he died like three weeks ago or whatever it was." Or so. There are so Fuck. many stories, and he'd seen the dog prior to that, but the dog had actually passed away like weeks prior. So he yeah. didn't see it for a couple of weeks, and all of a sudden he saw it. Then he didn't see it again, and then the owner said, "Well, actually, he passed away like two weeks ago or something like that." And it's just like there are so many stories that you've just you know you've just shared with us, which I appreciate um like that that's it that's insane man that's, i've got an animal one as well actually now you, now you bring that up um when <clears throat> i was very little my parents they've always had animals i mean even even now talk, talking now you know that they've got chickens and, and greyhounds and loads of you know, pond full of fish and koi and all they've always had animals growing up they had they've always had a dog or a couple of dogs and they always had cats as well. And my mum at one point used to actually breed cats and, and go to like cat shows and, and, and so on and win awards and all, all this sort of stuff, right? And one of the earliest cats I can remember, so like one of the, the earliest cats they would have had that I can remember in my lifetime being very little, was a cat called Tang. And I loved Tang because he was a scrapper. He only had one eye and he was one of these that if you heard cats fighting, you knew it was him beating the shit out of another cat in the, in the neighborhood sort of thing you know right. he, he, only had, he lost an eye in a fight and he, he lived till he was god knows how old like 20 20 he lived <laughs> a proper long life for the, for a cat i have i've honestly mate before you go on i've li- literally the amount of times when i used to live in my mum's house the amount of times i've woken up at 2 3 a.m in the morning and the cats are fighting in the distance yes it is quite when you've just woke up it's quite like bone curdling, like what blood oh, curdling? Yeah. It's like what the fuck was that? Yeah, and then you realize, and then your brain goes, "That was a cat," and you go, "Okay, cool," because <laughs> it is quite freaky sometimes. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, and, and Tang again, like I said, he lived till he was very, very old for a cat. So I, I swear he was in his, he was twenty, twenty one, something like that. And he all of a sudden just got very poorly, and it was old age. He, he was he was on his way out basically, and it got to the point where he wasn't moving freely so they put a bed in the back room and he he would lie in this bed and he had a water bowl next to his bed so he wouldn't have to get up and do anything he, and he was at this point in his life where he couldn't uh i say that you can probably hear my dog barking <laughs> yes now. i did yeah but, um, <laughs> ronnie shut up <laughs> and um you know he he wouldn't get up to go to the toilet or anything like that so he, he, he'd make a mess because again like i said his body was failing he was a very old boy and uh my parents used to go and see him in the back room and fuss him and he, he wouldn't move. And it was basically, it was a case of these are the last few days we're waiting for him to go. Yeah. He wouldn't move out of his bed and he wasn't in pain because they took him to the vets and so on. They, and the vet advised just let, wait for him to go. If you think he's suffering, bring him back and all that sort of stuff. But, you know, he was, he was, he wasn't in pain. He was just on his way out. He was a very old, tired boy. My mum went to see the cat. I think it was my mum, might be my dad. Well, use my mum as the example. I can't remember exactly which one it was. I then went to see Tang and sort of stroked him, fussed him, topped his water bowl up, and he looked very weak, and you know it was obviously not going to be long, shall we say. Yeah. She then went upstairs to go to the bathroom. When she came out, in my parents' house, when you leave the, the bathroom, 
when you when you leave the, the toilet, the the door opens out literally onto the virtually the top of the stairs, and Tang ran past her, which was crazy because he hadn't moved for days and he was very weak and very you know yeah. Tang ran past her, so my mum was like, well that's fucking strange. Went downstairs <laughs> and he was dead. Oh no. So that and again, you know, she doesn't talk doesn't bring up these stories freely because i don't know if she worries about people mocking her or yeah no, her, I get that. whatever but the fact that she when she does explain it it's it, to me that, that that's real that that happened i've got no you know my mum wouldn't make this stuff up and it's mad how these things do pop as like you said benny are quite quite similar buckeye health plan medicaid is built around you offering medical dental and vision benefits with no copay Members get free rides to healthcare visits, pharmacies, and social services. Buckeye rewards you for making healthy choices. You can earn $75 in rewards for well checks. Pregnant moms can earn up to $350 in rewards for taking steps to have a healthy baby. Visit ChooseBuckeye.com for Medicaid built around you. When you download the Kroger app, you have easy access to savings every day. Get the most out of weekly sales and receive personalized coupons to save on your favorite items, all while earning one fuel point for every dollar spent. Kroger makes it easy to save while you shop, whether it's in-store or online, so you get the most value out of every trip, every time. Download the Kroger app now to save big on your next purchase. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Must have a digital account to redeem offers. Restrictions may apply. See site for details. It must be something, uh, yeah. It's it, it's to uh, make it a reoccurring theme. If that makes sense. Yeah. Well, the story you told about her seeing the lady knitting and stuff in the house. To hear, I've heard several stories from this country, um, Australia, America. So, is uh, this is why I find it so fascinating? Is it? Is there something going on here we don't know, and we can't quite figure it out yet, or is it some sort of mental? somehow we're linked mentally i've i've not this i don't know what the answer is but obviously there's mm. a lot of theories thrown around it's this it's that um this again this is why i'm on the fence i'm not settled with any one theory um but uh man that's a that's a that's a great story um wow i got goosebumps on the old lady when i tell you that I sat there behind yeah, the fella it, that it, is it, creepy about it, it's, it's quite freaky and it is yeah. that thing of I, I wasn't there but can you imagine being i mean my mum has always believed in these kind of things and i think that goes a long way as well if you're kind of open-minded to that sort of stuff i think people are sensitive to it aren't they i think some people are yeah and psychics i always struggle with but i think some people are very perceptive we'll leave it at that but um yes i'm always open i'm not and i don't want to diss anybody's profession and that's not what that's not my intent but i i find it i struggle to believe psychics but then you see some people who say these things and you're like how do they know this? I mean, mm. have they been set up? I don't know. Or I think some people are, I mean, you can look at somebody sometimes and you can, maybe it's the way they carry themselves. Maybe it's the way they dress. Maybe it's the way they talk, but you can kind of go, Oh, you're that kind of person. So, and you're to that tent. You could be right, but does that make you psychic? I don't know. I think maybe, I just think some people are a lot more perceptive or even like yeah. you said, open to the possibility. Whereas I find it fascinating maybe for another time, but I've had a couple of, I've only really had one that I've gone, huh? I don't. And if it was just me, I could wash it off. But the fact that um, my brother was with me and he said something first makes me go, oh, so I don't know. 
and that's the best. I say I'm on the fence, people. I don't know. I'm open to the possibility of a lot of things. Um, seeing is believing, though. Definitely, hundred percent. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, I've. Uh, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll tell it. I've not told anyone <laughs> this other than my wife. Okay, I'm not forcing you to do this. If you don't want to, we can move on. It's up to yeah, you. No, it's fine. No, I, I've got, I've got. You know, I'm, I'm not ashamed to tell the story. Okay. It's more so that I don't understand, and that's kind of where it fries my mind a bit. Okay. Um, when I before I met my wife, not before I met her, I've known her since we were 16, but before yeah. we we got together as a couple. I was maybe 20, 21, something like that. And I was staying in a friend's house. He worked away. And I was staying in his house with my girlfriend at the time, looking after his property. And there was an old lady next door called Sylve. And these houses were, you know, the same sort of area as my parents. Big old place and, and big, big house, massive gardens, lovely, lovely, lovely area. And... Syl was, you know, lovely old lady, but she couldn't get a bike much because she was literally that. She was an old lady. And she had this massive garden. And I used to go around and cut the grass for her and then cut the hedge and, and do bits and bobs for whatever she wanted, needed me to do. And she'd chuck us a few quid cash, buy me and my girlfriend 20 cigarettes when she went to the shop and, and give us money for a case of beer for that weekend. And that was just kind of the arrangement. I didn't expect anything. I, I enjoyed helping her out. She was a lovely lass, like I said, but that was kind of the thing. She'd buy cigarettes, beer, and give, her, give us a few quid cash so we could, you know, at least have a drink and stuff on the weekends. Sylv passed away. Now, I, I didn't know this. Me and, the, me and this girl had split up, and I'd not seen her for a very long time. Uh, and she rang me out the blue at work and said, oh, I know you don't want to speak to me because we didn't part on the best of terms. Uh, I, I literally answered her on the phone like, what? That sort of thing, you know? And she's like, look, I know you don't want to speak to me, but I've got to pass a message on. Sylv passed away yesterday. And I was like, oh, shit. And I was pretty gay because, like I said, she was a lovely lass. And we spent a lot of time talking to her and all this. And it must have been four, five years later. We were living in the house I'm in now with my wife. So it must have been a good few years later. She walked through the hallway in my house. And I swear now, hand on my heart, Again, I, I don't know whether I was falling asleep and it was she was just in my mind and it my mind was playing tricks on me. I don't know whether I've been watching a scary movie. I, I can't explain the scenario. But yeah. I was sat on the sofa in my front television. Something out the corner of my eye made me look. I turned and where I sit, the doorway into my hallway is, is open. I took the door off because there's not enough room for it. Basically, it's like an open walkway. Yeah, yeah. And this person walked through my hallway. And it was Sylv. 100 for years. 100%. You looked at her and you were like, that's... 100%. I can guarantee... Wow. I, can, I can even tell you now exactly what she was wearing. But she'd been dead for years. And I'd never even lived in... I didn't even know this address existed. Never mind moved in here when Seal wow. passed away. So that must be something in my mind as opposed to... I, I don't know. I don't know. Wow. But it freaked me the fuck out, mate. <laughs> It scared me, I'm not going to lie. It did scare me. Because of the relationship Simon had with Sylv, could this be an attachment? Could she be watching over him? I also asked Sai, why has he never shared this story before? Um, like I said, I've, not told, I've not told anyone that other than my wife. Because wow. I can't explain it. And I think it makes me sound a bit silly. And no, I, I see. I, it may be to I've some no people. Reason. 
I've got no reason to be frightened because she was a lovely lady, but it freaked me out. See, with hauntings in general, see, for me, I mean, again, don't, I'm not a fucking expert, mate. I'm just somebody who's interested in the field and based on what I've watched and observed over the years on different things. And you sometimes, like I said, I sit there and go, bollocks, bollocks. Ooh, <laughs> that's quite interesting. I wonder if it was X, because you're not there, you can't debunk it you can't like if we ever did yeah. a ghost hunt together mate i'd like i'd love to do this by the way i'd love to get our, a kit together and we just you know do our own shit and film it and maybe it can be a thing on sgp eventually like mate, that some... sounds brilliant but i would be shit because i'd be fucking terrified the no whole but it'd be good though you say that it'd be good though <laughs> and we have radios and we say my brother would be up for it as well he could be like a tech guy for us and be me you and him it'd be fucking amazing i've always wanted to do it it's just having the money and the time yeah, sounds, sounds brilliant. Uh, man, yeah. if you want to do it i will fucking 100 percent We'll get that in there, but um, my point is the way you've described that, I like you said you were dozing. Maybe, mm. maybe because there is a chemical that releases in the brain for when you when you're dozing off, so you don't act out your dreams, so you don't swing for people. Mm. Um, sometimes this chemical can be released too soon, which means you are kind of awake, but you're almost in a dream state. Okay, so it could be that, or it could be like a residual thing where. Some people believe that residual hauntings are not as in a sense of something that's intelligent, but it's, it's a moment in time that replays. So what would be interesting to know would be to whether she ever knew anybody lived in that house, whether she um, lived there <laughs> for some strange reason, I don't know why, or somehow because you think of her fondly, she just kind of like, there I am, see you later, to sort of like, I don't know. It's, uh, you know. Yeah, it's the placement of it. I mean, if I was... If I was in my mate's house, yeah, or in her ha- old house, or even in the shop over the road, because she she used to, we we used to tell her off because we were like, no, cigarettes are expensive. We'll buy our own facts, you know. Yeah, yeah of but course. She used to take herself off to the shop to buy mm. us a pack of twenty each as a thank you, and we'd tell her off for it, but she wouldn't stop. So if, even if I saw her in the shop, it would make sense because of where they are, the location, yeah. you know. Yeah. But here, but I in was your like, own home. The, but... the more I think about it, the more I'm like, what the fuck, you know? Yeah. Any, I mean, I don't want to make you dwell on it by any stretch. I don't want to freak you out. Anything else in the house since you've been there? I saw an arm. An arm? An arm, yeah. I saw, and this is, um, uh, this was in daytime. I was sat at my computer and um, where my back room is, Yeah. the, the kitchen is, it's not open plan, but it's a very small house. And the back room in the kitchen, a kind of one room, just with a partition that goes across, like a wall that probably comes up to about like yours and mine kind of shoulder level. Yeah, okay. And the wife was against that wall doing the washing up, so she could see me. And to the side of me, I could see her. And then this, there was just this arm by my shoulder on the, on the opposite side to where my wife was. And it was a case of, I, I'm, I'm wide awake, I'm just... I'm, on my computer, I don't know if I was writing or at the time or what. I'm not sure. Yeah. But I literally, I literally went, "What the fuck's that?" And it was gone. Wow. Okay. And Mate. the wife was like, "What the fuck was what?" I went, "There's a fucking arm there." Wow. Okay. But, now the wife didn't see anything. She was washing up. See, but she obviously saw my reaction and was like, "That how I reacted was odd." Yes. If that yeah. Makes sense, you know. I've got a thought in my head, but uh, yeah, in terms of my experiences, mate, I've never seen, I've seen video footage that doesn't make sense, but mm. personally, only two things in my life that I've gone, 
and one especially the fact that my brother reacted before me was like what the fuck was that and um um but um so i did it i actually did a ghost hunt in uh, about 2015 i want to say towards the end of 2015 and it was a local group that were doing it they were called paranormal britain team or something like that um and they charge people enough just to pay for the venue. They don't want to, they don't, they're not charging you like an extra 10, 15 quid just so they can make a bit of money off it. They want people to come along with them to help so they can actually investigate these places without spending a lot of money, you know? So they get, invite people to come, but say they get 10 people, that means that's an equal share of, to pay for the venue for the night. And this was the Savoy, Savoy Theatre in Monmouth, and I'd love to go back there. Um, so we got a tour round. We got um, um, and we got to look around. There's dressing rooms at the back where the theatre is and all that kind of stuff. But then you, um, pardon me, you go to. We sat then down in like the, in the theatre bit where you look at the stage. Now this place is used for theatre and cinema, so it has like a screen that comes down. The screen wasn't down, but it was a stage. Now we're sat off to the left, and behind us, I'm chatting to my brother. Um, I'm sat facing him, so I'm looking right, and he's looking left at me. In my peripheral, I can see the doors at the back where you come through the lobby. Two or okay. three times, I saw what I believe somebody walking past the door, and if they were going up, going up the stairs there. And I'm thinking, ghost, or I'm thinking because of where I am, I'm overly sensitive to everything. Like I said earlier, you know, a little pin drops, and you go, oh, what was that? Uh, yeah. <laughs> and all that kind of shit. And I'm like, nah, it's nothing. This happened four times, and the guy said, look, if anything happens, even if it sounds silly, just let us know, and we'll try and recreate it, or we'll try and find out what it was, so they can debunk it or prove it or whatever. Fine. So we go. This didn't really freak me out as much, but we went up to the bar area, which is where the lobby is as well, where you can buy your sweets and your drinks and all that shit. Okay. It's me, Phil, and my brother. Now, Phil's got the camera. You can't see me and Nathan's, but I can 100% assure you, me and Nathan were nowhere near the bar. But obviously, that, that you take my word for it. Obviously, other people watching that are going to be like, well, it's one of them lads doing it. And that's fine. I understand that. I've watched so many TV shows. <laughs> and I get it. Yeah. Um, so Phil's like saying, you know, is anybody here? You know, which, and then he gets a call on the radio says, oh, uh, one of the lads think they saw Corner of the Eye Phenomenon. They're not sure, but we're just having a quick little moment up here. And we're talking. Phil says something, could you move something? Or I said, could you move something on the bar? Now, when it happened, I heard a clink which is like two glasses, wine glasses or glasses, come, mainly wine glasses, I would say, based on the sound, coming together. And we went, oh. And then Phil went, okay, thank you, spirits. And I'm like, really? That was just that? Played the video footage back, and it actually went clink, clink. It actually clinked twice, and we couldn't figure out where or how or why it did it. So, okay, that's a bit strange. Right. Later on, uh, much later on, this is about two, three, two. 2.30 in the morning, me and my brother in one of the dressing rooms by ourselves, I've got my old iPhone 4 that's how long ago it was um, and I've got it on record now in the room, as you're looking as you walk through the room, as you walk through the door your left and your right, you've got mirrors along the wall and one at the one way, so you see yourself in the mirror um, so it's like a mirror going all the way around apart from where you walk in so we're sat on chairs, I'm facing the doorway my brother's facing me, I put my phone down I've hit record and I put my phone down face down to try and limit the light in the room and it's recording, but you can see the light coming off the screen because it's one of them old phones. And in, yeah. each, in each mirror, you can see the light reflecting from both sides. Um, my brother sat opposite me, and I'm sat with my hands on my, like on my legs, and he's doing the same. And we're talking. We've asked a few questions. Nothing's really happened. I look to my right, and what this is what creeps me out, is that I see a shadow go past me, 
but not only does it go past me, it blanks out the light on my phone, which either oh. means it was on my right or it was walking past me on my left, which it couldn't have because there's a table there. But mm. whether there was a table there in the, in, in the recent past, I have no idea because you seeing a woman walking through somewhere, I don't know whether that area used to be a field, whether, do you know what I mean? It could be residual. Yeah. So just because you see somebody walk through a wall, there may not have been a wall then. If that makes sense, if it's residual. Yeah, yeah, I'll get it. Yeah? I see this thing go past, and it blanks out the phone light for a second and goes, and I'm like, oh. And I didn't say anything, but in my head I went, okay. And for <laughs> the, in the moment, and bear in mind, this happened so quick, I went, okay. And my brother went, did you move? And I went, no. Why? I swear someone just walked past us. And the fact that I didn't say anything to him or go like, oh, shit, or anything like that, in my head I went, what the fuck? Yeah, but you didn't react, so he's no. not he's Only not reacting did, to your mate, reaction. He's my, reacting to something else. Yeah, my hands were on me, and his hands were on him, and I t- I, the only thing I did was turn my head right. There was no way where the phone was that my head... I know my head's big, but it would not blank out. Huh? It, it wouldn't be like someone walking past me, you know? Um, that's the, And even my brother, who isn't someone who's very enthusiastic about things in general, he was like, I'd love to do that again. So even he was like, I want to do that again. He's not sure either, but we. But he went, what was that? And he said, and I said, what did you see? And he said, somebody walked past us. But the fact, if I was by myself, I would say probably because I'm getting tired. But the fact that my brother reacted to it before I had a chance to say anything creeps yeah, me out. Creeps it's me not out. just you, is it? That's the thing. That's the big yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know what it was. And again, is it mentally linked because we're brothers in some sort of way? Or is it something more sinister? Thank you very much for listening to Paranormal Junkie. If you have a story that you'd like to share with us or just follow the show, get in contact at UK on Twitter. Thank you very much, and we'll see you again soon. Kroger, we know the minute a tomato is picked, the fresh timer starts. The sooner we get our produce to you, the fresher it is. That's why we've shortened the time from harvest to home for our tasty tomatoes, strawberries, and salads. So no matter how you shop, you have more time with your fresh produce. Kroger, fresh for everyone. We've locked in low prices to help you save big store-wide. Look for the locked in low prices tags and enjoy extra savings throughout the store. Kroger, fresh for everyone. 